Welcome, welcome, welcome to Zippity Doo Disney, the podcast where I give you my favorite tips and recommendations to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation. So sit tight, thanks for listening, and let's go on that ride. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 29 of Zippity Doo Disney. I'm your host, Eric Frenchman, and this episode is called Taming Genie Plus in Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's part three of my five-episode series on Disney's new ride reservation system, Genie Plus. Here's how this episode's going to roll. First, we'll do a quick recap of Genie, Genie Plus, individual lightning plate purchases, and our ground rules for using it. Next, we'll do an overview of the Animal Kingdom and its attractions. Then, we'll go over my favorite places to eat. And finally, my Genie Plus tips. So sit back. Thanks for listening. And let's go on that ride. Okay, this is your brief recap of Genie Genie Plus individual lightning lanes. You ready? The lightning lane purchases are the old fast pass lanes. They allow you to skip the standby lines, which will save you a ton of time. Genie is Disney's free service found on your My Disney Experience app. And other than using it for wait times, checking on your reservations, or seeing show times, it's useless right now. Genie Plus is basically the ride reservation system that costs right now $15 per day per person and allows you to start making ride reservations at 7 a.m. and then roughly two hours after park opening. You can stack rides and the easiest way to know when you can make another reservation is to try making a reservation in the app because it'll tell you when you can make your next ride reservation. Individual Lightning Lane purchases are the super popular rides that cost extra from Genie Plus and can be purchased without already having purchased Genie Plus. The cost per ride varies per person, per day, per ride, so check the website. And the other other point, uh, the other important point, try saying that five times, is you could hold an individual Lightning Lane and a Genie Plus reservation at the same time. And that's your brief recap. All right. I thought long and hard about how I would describe the layout of the Animal Kingdom. And the easiest, yet creepiest way is to describe it as an upside-down pointed five-star. Or was that an upside-down five-pointed star? Yeah, that's it. So... We'll number the star, the points on the star starting at the bottom at one, and then we'll go clockwise. You got it? Okay. You come in at point number one. You'll see after the entrance, the Rainforest Cafe, and you should keep walking. <laughs> Next, you'll walk through a jungle area and some animal exhibits, and then you'll come to the center of our upside-down star, and that's called Discovery Island. And right in front of you, right in the center, is the big tree of life. There is some great shopping here. In fact, on our trip in December, this is where I found the 50th anniversary Lino train set. There's also an area where you get a lot of, some, a lot of action can take place. And pre-COVID, some character greetings. This is also an area with a lot of food options. There are some fun snack areas. There's Tiffin's, which is a signature dining spot, and the Flame Tree Barbecue. I have never tried Tiffin's, but always wanted to. And Flame Tree Barbecue, eh, it's just average. We used to eat there often, 
but the past few years, it's been a hard pass. Chicken, ribs, pulled pork, you get the idea. For me, it's always been smothered in barbecue sauce, the ribs are a little tougher than I like, and the chicken was always just okay. Flame Tree isn't bad, but it's not memorable. The best way to describe it is, meh. There is only one attraction here, and it's the Tough to Be a Bug movie. It's a 3D interactive, interactive movie, and your way into the attraction, you get a really good look at the Tree of Life because you're actually kind of in the tree. I've liked the movie. It's definitely geared towards kids, although some little, little, itty-bitty kids might get scared. You don't need a Genie Plus for it, and if the, if the wait is 45 minutes or less, it's really not too bad. You could waste a Genie Plus reservation in the, at the end of the day, but other than that, you don't really need it. And that's it for the ride and attractions at our first point on the star. Okay, now let's head to one of the pre premier locations in all of Disney World. That's right, we're talking Pandera. Pandera, oh my God. Pandora. Why am I having such a tough time saying this? Pandora, Pandora, or Avatar Land. Pandora is, is a very immersive area, but it's not very large. Right when you cross, cross over, you know you're not, oh, not in Kansas, in Kansas anymore. anymore. Besides all the great picture spots, there are basically about five things to do, but it starts and stops with flights of passage, which depending on who you ask, might be the best attraction in all of Disney World. For me, it's behind the two Star Wars rides, but that shouldn't be a surprise because, well, that's me. Anyway, I won't ruin it for you, but you ride a Banshee, and the closest, most similar ride to it is Soaring, but it blows Soaring away. Kind of like the, the Imagineers went, you think Soaring is great? Wait till you see Flights of Passage. It's like comparing an old model T Ford to a brand new, I don't know, Tesla, Acura, pick your favorite car. Anyway, the weight is immersive. And if you want even more immersiveness, there is a Play Disney Park component found in your My Disney Experience app. It's free. You get to play along. It's fun. You get even more immersion. When it comes to Genie Plus and paying to skip the standby line, you absolutely 100% need to pay for an individual Lightning Lane purchase, unless you're crazy and you like waiting for two or three hours. Even, and I repeat, even if you get to the Animal Kingdom drop for Animal Kingdom for the rope drop and you're right towards the front of the line, you're still most likely waiting. I'm working on this script towards the middle end of February. And it's just some random Thursday around 9 a.m. And it already has a 110-minute wait for flights of passage. So you want to wait two hours for a ride? Be my guest. But for me, I'm paying the individual lightning lane cost and bypassing that standby line. Once you get off flights of passage, there was a great gift shop where back in the pre-COVID days, you could have an avatar doll made in your likeness which, of course, I did. It's sitting right behind me on my desk. Anyway, it's also an immersive place to get a delicious, to get delicious drinks and a lunch. I personally like the lunch at the Satu ca Canteen. And the reason why? Well, you can see them grilling the meat right before your eyes. But I like it. The rest of my party doesn't. So guess what? I haven't hit it in the last couple of years. 
The other attraction in Pandora is the Navi River Ride. The Navi River Ride is basically your classic non-thrilling Disney boat ride. If you want a little wait time, get to the park early. Because what happens with the Navi River Ride is that it gets longer, it gets a longer wait time than it deserves. Because Flights of Passage pulls in the crowd. And then the people go, oh my God, I don't want to wait two hours. Hey, what's this other ride over here? The Navi River Ride. Let's try that. Anyway, it's a good ride. It's beautiful. It's a good use of Genie Plus. But I wouldn't prioritize it as a Genie Plus reservation. But definitely try and get a Genie Plus for it. Because the wait times, the standby wait times do build up. And to me, those standby wait times are not worth the ride. All right, swinging back up to point number three on our star is Africa. There are tons of things to do in Africa. There's shopping, there's dining, there's drinking, there's shows, there's attractions. You can spend a few hours here. As far as food goes, you have a snack area at the Hammurabi Fruit Market. And the Hammurabi Market, we've eaten a number of times a quick service. There's also the Tusker House, which is a character sit-down option. There's also a great bar. There's great shopping. There's Gorilla Trails, which is a short walking tour with African af animals. You could also take a short train ride to Rafiki Watch. Rafiki is geared more towards kids, but adults can have some fun too. Basically, here's why it's for kids. There's a petting zoo. There's also some exhibits on caring for animals and more. You take a train to Rafiki Watch, and they got to take a train back, which dumps you back off in Hammurabi Village. Hammurabi? I keep saying that wrong. Hey, back over in Hammurabi Village, you will find a, a Broadway show called The Festival of the Lion King, which, you guessed it, celebrates the Lion King with song and dance. You do not need a Genie Plus for the show. You could waste one if you want, but you definitely don't need one. The crown jewel attraction in all of Africa is the Kilimanjaro Safari, which is basically a bus ride through Animal Kingdom's nature preserve. Lions, giraffes, elephants, and more. It's a great ride with plenty to see, and the ride always changes. There are also some really cool tours that you could get for extra fees. One's called Caring for Giants, where you, where you could get um, really close to elephants, and there's also... And up close with rhinos, rhinos, and a wild African safari tour. And as I think there's even more, consult the Disney website for this information for booking any of these tours. Again, they're extra fees, and and it's actually a price per person. I've done, we've done the wild African tour. We had a, we had a blast. So, but again, keep that in mind. It's extra fees. You do need a genie plus for the safari. You could get on the standby line if you prioritize it early in the morning and the wait is under an hour. One thing to remember is that if you go standby, make sure you hit the restrooms because Safari is a 22-minute attraction and there are no bathroom breaks on that ride. So guess what? If you spend an hour on the standby line or even 45 minutes and then you got like a 25-minute ride, you're looking at over an hour, maybe an hour and a half before you can hit the bathroom. Don't do it. It's uncomfortable. The bus ride is bumpy. Don't chance it. Hit the restroom before you get on that standby line. You'll thank me later. The next point on our 
upside down, scary looking star in the animal kingdom is Asia. Asia is another premier land. On the way there, there are a few spots you want to look out for. First, there is this chicken dumpling snack shack, which is a must stop for us. And don't, and I repeat, do not make the mistake of just getting one order and sharing it. They're delicious. Get your own chicken dumpling snack. There is also a great show starring birds called Feathered Friends in Flight, which if you need to sit down or kill some time, it's an enjoyable show, but you don't need a Genie Plus reservation for it. There was also a really good sit-down restaurant called the Yak and Yeti, which is an Asian fusion restaurant. We do prioritize it as a place to eat. It's way better than Flame Tree Barbecue. And if you do go, get the tuna nachos. Send me a thank you. Even send me a gift because you're going to love the tuna nachos at the Yak and Yeti. In Asia, you're going to find a ton of things to do. There's another walking tour there where you'll see tigers and more. By the way, do you know who would win in a fight between tigers and lions? It's not the king of the jungle. Believe it or not, it's a tiger. Google it. Anyway, there are two rides here, Kali River Rapids and Exhibition Everest. Kali River is a fun but short raft ride. You could get on it with little weight in the morning. You know why you could get on it with little weight in the morning? Because it's colder in the morning and you're going to get wet. So if you do go on the Kali River Rapids ride, Make sure you bring a poncho because you're guaranteed to get soaked. Don't risk it. The other ride in Asia is a family favorite and arguably one of the best rides in all of Disney World Exhibition Everest. It's a great, great, great roller coaster. It's steam great. It's fast. It goes backwards. It has a great, great, great or awesome drop. If the ride has less than a 45-minute standby, always take the standby line even if you have a lightning lane reservation for it, because you're going to want to go on it more than once. It's that awesome. The reason why you're good with the standby line is because it's a fast loading ride and the standby line is super easy. If you want to make a lightning lane reservation, go ahead. But you, but if you get to the park early-ish, you can get on it with little to no weight. Do not, and I repeat, do not miss Exhibition Everest. In fact, I have been known to wait on that standby line and get a Genie Plus later in the day. I've also been known to get on the standby line a few times in a row. Finally, before we leave Asia, there is an amphitheater around a lake where there's a quick 15-minute kite show that we enjoy. It's good for kids. It's good for adults. Get some snacks. Get some drinks. Sit in the amphitheater. Enjoy a nice little quick 15-minute kite show. And that's it for... Asia, but do not, and I repeat, do not miss Exhibition Everest. So our final point number five on our Animal Kingdom upside down star is Dino Land USA, which is mostly for little kids. There are two rides here currently, Triceratops Spin and Dinosaur. Triceratops Spin is basically Dumbo, but the cars are dinosaurs. Eh. The other ride, is, and actually, believe it or not, before I go to the other ride, Dumbo for me, is way better than Triceratops Spin. So don't, well, I mean, you got little kids, you're going to go on it, but Dumbo's actually a way better ride. Anyway, the other ride is called Dinosaur, which is a decent, a decent attraction. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's got a cool story about traveling back in time to the age of the dinosaurs. If the wait is 45 minutes or shorter, take the standby line. It's a okay use for Genie Plus. 
Also in, in Dino Land, USA, is a cool spot called the Boneyard. It's where kids can play, climb around, do all that stuff, burn off a lot of energy. There's also a car- carnival games area and a place to eat called Restaurantosaurus. Restaurantosaurus is mostly your classic fast food, you know, like pizza, burgers, hot dogs. I haven't eaten there in years because I don't prioritize Dinoland because my kids, thank God, got older. Anyway, after Dinosaur Land, Dinoland USA, you're back at Discovery Island. And believe it or not, that ends our tour of the Animal Kingdom. So where do I eat in the Animal Kingdom? Well, first of all, there's a Starbucks. <laughs> but generally, surprise, it's a Starbucks. But generally, I think Animal Kingdom has some great spots and some boring spots. And we're only going to talk about the good spots. Believe it or not, I've mentioned most of them already. First, there are three snack areas I like. One is near the boat bird show, which I already mentioned. It. You can get those chicken dumplings there. The next spot is a little bit past. It's tough to be a bug where you can get Get this, a pulled pork jelly donut sandwich. That's right, a pulled pork jelly donut sandwich. Mmm, jelly pork donuts. Yummy. My third spot is a coffee tea stand on the way into Asia. You could get alcohol mixed into some good coffee drinks. And the best part is... If you have any Disney discounts like animal, like annual pass or DVC, you can get a discount on alcohol. Woo. All right. Speaking of Asia, I've already mentioned it. There is a great sit-down restaurant we always try and prioritize, which is called the Yak and Yeti. It's a Landry restaurant, whatever that means. But you could get in with little to no weight if you're a Landry card subscriber. Eh, I never did it. Anyway, Landry card, get in, no weight, little to no weight. It's an Asian fusion restaurant. That's great. But again, if you don't get the tuna nachos, you are a fool. Over in Africa, there's a quick service place called Hammurabi Market. It's decent. But my favorite place is Satuli Canteen in Pandora. However, nobody else lets me eat there. It's Pandora-themed food. I don't think it's too weird, but everybody else does. It's got grilled beef grilled chicken, and shrimp bowls. I always thought it was delicious, but I don't know. Nobody else wanted to go with me, so we don't go there that often. Also, in Africa, there is a great place to get drinks called the Dawa Bar. And my final recommendation at the Animal Kingdom is Tiffin's, which is a signature restaurant on the way to Pandora. Now that's it for my food recommendations over in the Animal Kingdom. So what's my strategy for touring the animal kingdom? It depends. Are you traveling with little kids? If yes, you should probably do the animal kingdom in two days. Why? Well, you have Dino Land USA and Rafiki Watch, and it's also it's tough to be a bug. If you were to try and do Animal Kingdom one day, it will be a very, very, very long day. When my kids were little, they could spend an hour or more in the boneyard. And that's a lot of time that you could be using touring. So, in order to take care of two different types of listeners, I'm going to present a one-day touring strategy mostly for families with older kids or no kids. And then I'm going to offer some modifications for families with little kids. You ready? 
Here goes. At around 7 a.m., purchase an individual lightning lane for flights of passage. If you don't get it at 7 a.m., check at check out the app at 7.15, even 7.30. I did this on my last trip. I had no problem getting a ride reservation at 7.30, but I would start looking at 7.15. So if you don't get it at 7, do not, I repeat, do not panic. For your first Genie Plus reservation at 7 a.m., I'd either try and get Safari or the Navi River. If you can, the best thing to do would get the Navi River and the Flights of Passage reservation, reservation around the same time so you can max out your time in Pandora. Two hours after the park opening, I'd target Safari or Navi River, but in this case, we're giving an example, I target Safari for my second Genie Plus ride. That leaves you with three rides left to target to get Genie Plus reservations or get on, which are going to be Everest, Kali River, and Dinosaur. My recommendation is to get to the Animal Kingdom around opening. You can go like a half hour after and head towards Everest. And then after Everest, maybe hit Kali River Rapids. But remember, bring your ponchos because you will get wet. And it's no fun to tour the Animal Kingdom early in the morning if you're soaked. If you could get Kali River as a standby, that's fine. And then target Dinosaur with your last Genie Plus. When you have some down times during the day, which you will, take the one of the either Gorilla Falls or the Tiger Trek over in Asia and to go see the animals, take in a show or two and enjoy your lunch. And that's how I would do Genie Plus without little kids. All right, speaking of little kids, how would I modify it if I'm a family with little ones? Simple. I break the park in half at the tray. Do African Pandora one day and do Dinoland in Asia on another. I would not try and spend full days in the park, but just do the mornings, early afternoons, and then head back to your pool or to your hotel. You'd only need to buy individual lightning lanes for flights of, per flights of passage. And you could use Genie Plus for Safari or the Navi River. You take in the Lion Show, maybe head over to Rafiki Watch and lunch. You get the idea. On day two, focus on Dino and Asia. Probably getting a Genie Plus for Kali and River and Dinosaur. We're playing in Dino Land, taking in the Kite Show and any parades. That's what I would do early morning to late. I'm sorry, morning to early afternoon. Oh, and before I forget, you should be able to get on It's Tough to Be a Bug with No Problem on day two. And that's a wrap on episode 20 for episode 29 of zippity doo Dot dizzy You got a great detailed tour of the Animal Kingdom, my food recommendations, and not one, but two touring plan tips for the Animal Kingdom. One for families with older kids or no kids, and one for families with little kids. That's pretty awesome. Two for the price of one. Anyway, my next podcast, which will be episode 30, I'm going to interrupt my little Genie Plus series with a quick recap of my most recent trip to Disney World, which was my second No Kids Disney vacation. And then I'll be right back with episode 31, which would be part four of my five episode series on using Genie Plus at Disney World. And this episode, that episode will look at Epcot. So thanks for listening and thanks for going on this ride.